Hello and welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Dobias. And we got a good episode here. We got free agency news part two. Uh, we're going to go over every free agent move, every fantasy relevant free agent move, I should say, uh, in week two. So a lot of players got signed week one. That's the uh, the Kenny Galladay's towards the end there, Juju. The tight ends there, you know, you got you got the top running backs. So I'm just going to recap all the fantasy relevant players or at least potential fantasy relevant players uh, that were signed after that, as well as some player news, uh, speculation and NFL news as a whole. Uh, so jumping right into it, we're going to go with uh, with the player signings first. The Los Angeles Rams sign wide receiver Deshaun Jackson to a one year contract. He will now be uh, basically catching passes for Matthew Stafford. Um, I think that that's definitely an upgrade from what he's had before. I actually really like this move because you got Robert Woods, you got Cooper Cup in the slot. Uh, I know Van Jefferson's looking pretty good, but Deshaun Jackson going deep with Matthew Stafford who can throw deep. I really actually like that move. So Deshaun Watson... um, Kind of a, a sneaky pick in a, in a fantasy league this season. Someone to keep an eye on as, as long as he can stay healthy. I think that he has the opportunity to to actually perform uh, in some weeks. I'm not going to say he's a he's a, a starter and he might not even be rosterable, but he's a he's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, he's I you can get him if you're in a redraft. Yeah, you should get him for in the 11th, 12th towards the end of the draft and you know because you're drafting him at that low value you can get a decent return out of him so uh yeah someone if, if you want to take a risk late on uh in the draft you can get him for cheap if you're in an auction i mean you, you pay a dollar for him if you're in a, a just a regular snake draft you should get him i don't know 12th round 13th round you can get him super late so I like Deshaun Jackson uh, to the LA Rams. I like that he is not the the main guy. He's not the wide receiver one or two on a team um, because I think that it'll benefit him to have the top defenders look elsewhere uh, at this point in his career. Uh, here's, a, here's a player I'm really excited about. Falcons signing running back Mike Davis, uh, formerly on the Panthers, for a two-year deal. Five and a half million contract for that two and a half deal. That's dirt cheap, um, especially for today's standards. So I like this move from Atlanta. I know they like their, you know, Brian Hills and Ito Smiths, but Mike Davis is a step above that. Uh, Mike Davis, uh, obviously, you know him if you paid attention at all last year, uh, filled in for Christian McCaffrey, who was out most of the season. Mike Davis, 165 carries, 642 yards, 6 TDs, uh, as well as 350-plus receiving yards with two receiving touchdowns. Um, He's not the, you know, he's not a top-tier running back, and he shouldn't be drafted like one. But looking at the numbers, he put up almost the same amount of yards as Todd Gurley last season. He put up one less touchdown than Todd Gurley last season and 30 less carries. So at worst, this is a linear move for the Atlanta Falcons. However, 
I think that they can get a good return out of Mike Davis. It's a low risk, high reward sort of deal. And yeah, I, I think Mike Davis is more than capable. I'm trying to get Mike Davis in a lot of my leagues this year just because I think he's being overlooked. And yes, Brian Hill will still be involved in this offense. I, it's just going to happen. However, Mike Davis will be the main guy this year. Uh, it, as it stands right now, I, the, the Falcons do have, obviously, the number four pick, and they also have the number 35 pick in the draft. So if a top running back like, like Najee Harris or Travis Etienne falls, or even Williams falls, um, you know, into their lap at thirty-five. I can, I can see a world where the Falcons pick a running back, but also I can see a world where they, where they believe in Mike Davis, and I like that world. I'm picking up Mike Davis if that's the world that we're going to live in. Uh, yeah, he's he's a decent pass catcher. He's a good runner, and yeah, he, I think he fits this this offense really well. So Mike Davis, I am all in. I'm all in on Mike Davis. Uh, obviously, we'll wait till the draft to see what happens. Uh, but if the Falcons don't draft a running back in the first two rounds, Mike Davis is going to be a very, very sneaky uh, flex option week in and week out that you can get for, for dirt cheap. Uh, next up, Patriots re-signing running back James White. One year deal, two and a half mil. Uh, yeah, I mean, good deal for the Patriots. They get they get a, a utility back. Um, yeah, it, in terms of fantasy, I've never been a big fan of James White. Uh, he, it, I guess, it depends if you're in a PPR versus standard league. Standard league, I would stay away from James White. Uh, PPR, however, he obviously has some value. Uh, I do think Damian Harris is. The lead back. I, I think basically everyone believes that now. He's ahead of Sony Michelle, ahead of Burkhead. Um, so yeah, I, I expect Damian Harris to get most of the, the ground game and James White in there for the receiving. That's not That shouldn't be a surprise to, to anyone. Um, yeah, in terms of fantasy value, I, I'm not that excited about him. Um, I would probably pass on James White just because I this offense is going to be dreadful. It's it's going to be very similar to last season. Yes, you got Cam Newton some weapons now. They're not great weapons, but I guess the tight ends are. But it's you know I don't expect a outstanding performance out of really any of these Patriot players. So. I think Cam Newton was the problem last year, and I think he's going to be the problem again this year. So James White, I'm kind of really fading on. I'm not really excited about him at all. Uh, I would say on this offense, you maybe have value in the tight end positions and Damian Harris. So I'm going to pass on James White. Good for the Patriots. Not so great for fantasy. Uh, very similar situation. Colts re-sign wide receiver T.Y. Hilton to a one-year deal. $10 million. T.Y. Hilton, he did very well towards the end of the season last year. Uh, I guess the last quarter of the season. But the first three quarters, he was very disappointing. Um, the The Colts receiving game had some issues. Uh, they had Paris Campbell out for the entire season. 
Michael Pittman, he's still young. He needs a, you know, he, he's still got a lot of work to do uh, before he becomes a reliable receiver. But yeah, you know, T.Y., He's, uh, I would say, I, I would value him as a low-end, uh, uh, just a bench receiver. I, w- I would put him, you, you can draft him in the 10th, 11th round. And he's someone that I'm not against getting on your team. I would still get T.Y. Hilton in a, in, a, in a league. I would pay very cheap. I'm not going to reach out for him. But T.Y. Hilton, he's still... A good receiver, I and I would say he has an upgrade in his quarterback and Carson Wentz. Um, not that I'm saying Carson Wentz overall is better than Philip Rivers. I just think at this point in their careers, Carson Wentz is going to be more valuable for T.Y. Hilton uh, over Philip Rivers, just because they think, man, did they play it short last season? A lot of short passes. So I would see a similar production out of T.Y. So if you're looking for a, a, a top 50 receiver, T.Y. Hilton, he won't disappoint you, but he won't excite you either. Uh, moving on, Jets signed running back Tevin Coleman to a one-year contract. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pass on Tevin Coleman. Pass on Tevin Coleman. Uh, this run game is atrocious. You got Tevin Coleman, you have Josh Adams, you have Michael P. Ryan, Ty Johnson. I don't really know which one's going to be the starter it looks like as of right now it's going to be tevin coleman but yeah i uh i'm gonna pass on this run game i'm gonna pass on this run game until they prove it i do really like to find the the kind of diamond in the rough players so i am still keeping an eye on this run game but i'm not going to risk drafting one of these running backs i if the Jets are smart. They should draft a, a top three running back in the NFL draft. They have two first rounders. I think they go with uh, with Najee Harris in their second pick in the first round, which means that Tevin Coleman and the Michael P. Ryan should be uh, not fantasy relevant at all. Good for the team, though. Coleman reuniting with his uh, with Robert Sala, but yeah, fan- in terms of fantasy relevance, not much there. Uh, Bucks re-signing running back Leonard Fournette to a one-year deal. A little disappointing for Leonard Fournette owners. I I wanted him to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he could have been great at Pittsburgh. Uh, I think he would have gotten a lot more fantasy work there. But you know, he he wound up still in Tampa. He's still going to be splitting the backfield with Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn still in the mix, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I, I would expect similar situation between Fournette and Ronald Jones. I will say Fournette's value going into this season is a lot higher than going into last season, just because he finished so strong uh, in the postseason for Tampa Bay um, due to Ronald Jones being dealing with some injuries. So I expect Fournette to be a a top end bench player, a bench running back on your fantasy team uh, who in some weeks can actually be start worthy. So uh, yeah, I think that it's going to be the same as last year. They're going to experiment with Jones and Fournette. It's basically just going to be what week, which, which receiver or sorry, which running back are you feeling more? um, And yeah, that's just kind of what they're going to go with. So Fournette, 
good bench running back uh, with some high upside. All right, Ravens. Baltimore Ravens finally getting a wide receiver. They tried to pay a lot for T.Y. Hilton. They tried to pay a lot for Juju, for Kenny Galladay. They all turned him down. So the Ravens have to settle on Sammy Watkins, the former Chief and the former Buffalo Bill, the Lizard Man himself. One-year deal. Uh, Yeah, I mean, really any receiver going to the Ravens, I would say, is a good move because Lamar Jackson needs help. He really does. Um, I would have liked to see a, a bigger name. I know I, I wanted Kenny Galladay to go there. That would have been a disastrous duo. Um, it would have been awesome. Sam Watkins last year for the Kansas City Chiefs, 37 receptions, 421 yards, two TDs. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's going on a team where I think he's going to get more targets just because he moves up to the wide receiver two, uh, just behind Marquise Brown. And I, I think that he has some value. Uh, I'm not looking to start Sammy Watkins or Marquise Brown anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, I, I still think Watkins is a very talented receiver. Um, do I think that he's going to, you know, be a top 20, not a chance top 25, probably not. I could see a, a top 30, top 40 placement for Sammy Watkins. So again, one of these players where, you know, you're you're struggling with bye weeks throughout the season. You pick up Sammy Watkins for a week. Hopefully he doesn't disappoint. So it's going to be a very mediocre season for Sammy. Wish him the best. Hope he does well. But Lamar Jackson still needs more help. He needs more than Sammy Watkins. Uh, last but definitely not least, the Pittsburgh Steelers signed running back Caleb Blige to one-year deal. Uh, this run game is rough right now. I know that Benny Snell is the, I guess, the lead back uh, at the moment. Anthony McFarland is there. Uh, I really like Anthony McFarland. I have a, I have a lot of faith in him. Uh, however, all signs are pointing towards uh, the Steelers drafting a running back. So I can see him getting, I mean, if I think Najee Harris is the perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just that ground and pound, just muscle back uh but let's say uh, hypothetically let's say that the Steelers stick with Snell McFarland and Balage. what player do I value most where do I rank them obviously Snell second or Snell first I do Anthony McFarland second and then Kalen Balage third uh so Balage, no fantasy value at all Anthony McFarland I think is gonna step up this year and that is it for the free agent news uh let's move on to some player news here uh it's a little speculation so cardinals gm uh says aj green has a lot left in the tank i took the uh, let's take this time to talk about aj green do i have faith in him do i think he's going to be fantasy relevant my answer is absolutely i know it's a it's a bit of a shock i think aj green uh gave up last year i think that for the last couple of years, he knew that he didn't want to be in Cincinnati anymore. I think that we've seen, we saw a little sign of life from him last season. I'm looking at, you know, week six against Indianapolis, where he had 11 targets, eight receptions, 96 yards. He's, there's still signs of life. Um, it's a high risk uh, sort of deal because AJ Green, you know, maybe he his tank is empty. Maybe last season was the best he could possibly do. 
but I think the upside is still there. With Kyler Murray throwing you the ball, you're, I mean, you don't have a team that depends on you anymore. And that's, I think, what, what's going to benefit him. Because for years, A.J. Green was the only receiver for Cincy. And that was, I, I think that was just, you know, it was too much. It was too much. So going to Arizona, being the wide receiver, I guess wide receiver three behind Christian Kirk, I think he could be a wide receiver two here. Uh, yeah, I, I like him lining up on the opposite side of the field. It's D-Hop. I think it, the talent is still there. I think he's fantasy relevant. You can get him for really cheap. You can get him for a dollar in an auction league. You can get him round flipping 13 or even 15. You can get him in the final round. No one's going to draft him. And I think that the upside is so high uh, that it's worth it. So, yeah, I agree. I think he's got a lot left in the tank. Uh, He also stated the Cardinals GM uh, said that he'll monitor the running back position, but believes Chase Edmonds is an excellent player. I wish that he gave an answer here. I wish that he said he believes Chase Edmond is their guy uh, because there's still speculation of what the Cardinals are going to do for running backs. Now, they do not have a lot of running backs available anymore. That's, a, that's another issue. The only running backs that they're going to get would be, I, I guess, in the draft. Because I doubt the Cardinals are going to pick up Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley. Those are basically the only top guys left. James Conner? I don't know. No, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. So Chase, Chase Evans has a lot of value to me. Um, yeah, I, I rank him probably higher than I should. Uh, we'll, we'll see after the draft. Everything's going to change. But yeah, I, I think this, he didn't really give a, a yes or no answer, but I would say they're leaning more towards sticking with Chase Evans. Uh, speaking of the, the, the Cardinals, they dumped off Kenyon Drake, uh, to the Raiders, which was probably the most shocking move of free agency. Uh, Kenyon Drake stated that he's been told he will spend time at receiver in 2021, which is a little baffling. Josh Jacobs is an amazing pass catcher and they haven't utilized him in that position, uh, so much so that they'd rather throw the ball to what Devonte Booker they also threw it to oh man I can't even I just you're bringing in Kenyon Drake to catch the ball Josh Jacobs is so good anyway uh there's a big question mark around this Raiders run game in terms of value for Drake and value for Jacobs from my understanding I picture a 60-40 split between Jake, uh, between Jacobs and Drake in Josh Jacobs' favor, uh, but I picture it more as a a Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt sort of deal, where obviously Josh Jacobs is Nick Chubb and he's basically just as talented as him, and Kenyon Drake is almost as good as Kareem Hunt. They they both uh, catch the ball really well, and you know if you just need to give. Their their top running back a break for a couple plays. They have a reliable backup. It's a very expensive reliable backup, but what this means to me is that Drake will have standalone value. I value him less than Kareem Hunt just because we need to see we need to see him do it. You know, he, he's got to prove his worth. But 
if I'm in a dynasty league, I would think about trading for Kenyon Drake because you can get him for very cheap right now uh, cause, just because of the question mark. Now, it is a risk, but I, I do believe Drake, especially if you're in a PPR, half-point PPR, can be super valuable. I could see him as a, a top 15 PPR running back this year because he, he's going to get just as many receiving yards as he is rushing. If, if you wanted me to guess, I would say 400 rushing yards, 400 receiving yards with, I want to say, 10 total touchdowns. That's a lot. Eight total touchdowns. Uh, yeah. That's that's about I think tens is upside, but yeah I I I value him very high. Top fifteen running back is uh is his potential there. So especially if Josh Jacobs is is out now. Jacobs on the other hand, he drops a little bit. He drops a little bit. He's not going to be that workhorse. He's not going to be the the bell cow. Um, he's not. I'm running out of running out of uh, metaphors, but he's not going to be the main guy. Or like the only guy. So he goes from a top 10 to a top 15 as well. So I would value Josh Jacobs just a little above Kenyon Drake. Um, but yeah, both top 15, you can get them. You get Jacobs, I, I would say, second round. And you can get Kenyon Drake third or fourth. Uh, next up, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport believes James Winston has a leg up on Taysom Hill in the Saints quarterback competition. Yeah, I sure hope he does. Oh my gosh. If Imagine if Taysom Hill beats James Winston for that quarterback position. Holy crap. Uh, James Winston, I'm very excited for this season, especially if the Saints draft a receiver who the latest mock drafts are predicting. Uh, it looks like a maybe a Kadarius Tony or Rashad Bateman, something like that, uh, to fit alongside Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, he's had his issues this last season. But Winston, we know him. We love him in fantasy. He's a gunslinger. Uh, we don't really necessarily want him on our team, but we want his weapons on our team. We've seen what, he'd, uh, what he can do in Tampa. He's not going to throw for 5,000 yards this season if he does get the starting position, but I still see high yardage out of him and high turnover rate. I mean, Bruce Arians is not the coach for the New Orleans Saints, so he's not going to have the, the 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, 5,000 yards, which was legendary stats. But, you know, I, I could see a, a streamable quarterback option for James Winston. And I think Michael Thomas's value is higher this season uh, than than last. I truly believe that. Even though Drew Brees is more reliable, I think that James Winston uh, brings more upside to Michael Thomas. It's a bit of a risk. It's a bit of a risk uh, picking Michael Thomas due to all the injuries that he had last year, um, and James Winston being James Winston. But I, I think the upside is a, a wide receiver one. For Michael Thomas. Uh, speaking of Bruce Arians, uh, this is this is I, I had to put this in because it made me laugh. Uh, Bruce Arians says he expects Keyshawn Vaughn to have a breakout year in 2021. Do not believe what he says. 
they would not have re-signed Leonard Fournette if they believed that Keyshawn Vaughn was talented enough to, to have a breakout year. Um, there's a little bit of me that wants to believe that. But based on the competition with Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, and then Keyshawn Vaughn is the third, I don't believe he has enough fantasy relevance to, to be on your fantasy team. If you have the opportunity to pick him up off waivers and you have the open roster spot, sure, go for it. Just kind of let him let him simmer on your bench until he does something. But I wouldn't give up anything to, to try to get Keyshawn Vaughn. Last but not least in the player news, uh, Deshaun Watson. There's reports still expected to be traded. There are trade calls still coming in. Uh, despite everything that's happening, which I won't get into, I won't get into my opinion on that. I'm going to stick to fantasy or stick to just football. Uh, wow. I mean, even when it's out of the Texans' control, they just still get screwed. Like, think if they traded Deshaun Watt, if they listened to a draft offer, or a, sorry, a trade offer, like two weeks ago, they could have had so much more value for Deshaun Watson than they are now. If I'm an NFL team, like if I'm the Carolina Panthers, and, you know, I, I would have traded four first-rounders for Deshaun Watson because I think that's his value. I think that's how good he is. And that's, you know, four first-rounders is worth it to have an all-star like him on my team. However, because of everything that's going on right now, it it's almost worth the Texans not, to trade Watson anymore because if I'm an NFL team I'm like I don't want to take that risk I'll throw you one first rounder I'll throw you a first and a third for Watson but I'm not giving you more than that because of of the baggage that comes with them so wow do I think the Texans blew it absolutely they they should have traded them they should have listened to trade calls if I'm a Texans fan I'm looking for a new team to cheer for because this is (laughs) <laughs> everything that could go wrong is going wrong for the Texans. Um, yeah, Watts' value is super low right now. If if there's an NFL team that wants to risk it, they can get him for really cheap, which is crazy. We, there, we might be seeing Watson get traded to a team for one first rounder, a first and a third. That is ridiculous. Anyway, uh, moving on to some NFL, <coughs> excuse me, moving on to some NFL news. Uh, 49ers traded with the Miami Dolphins for the number three pick in this year's draft. Uh, they swapped so the Dolphins received the number 12 pick, a third round, as well as the 49ers first rounds in 2022 and 2023. Uh, this obviously leads to speculation that the 49ers want to get a top three quarterback. Um, whether it's, it's you know, it, obviously not going to be true for Lawrence. Um, depending on what the Jets are going to pick, it could be Zach Wilson, it could be Justin Fields, it can be Trey Lance. Uh, however, there are reports that the 49ers ha- have Mac Jones as their target at number three. 
which I don't believe for a second. I think that's kind of throwing teams off of the scent. I think that uh, that they would be a fool not to pick Justin Fields at three. If Justin Fields goes to three, I, I think he's just the better quarterback. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they pick Trey Lance at three as well, just so they can have somebody with high upside that they can work with and mentor for a year to get NFL ready because that's Trey Lance's only downside. But Mac Jones, I don't believe that for a second. I do not believe that for a second. Um, yeah, and during, you know, after the 49ers traded with the Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins decided to make another trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Dolphins are now at 12, but they traded up to six. They traded with the Philadelphia Eagles swapping first round. So the Dolphins get the sixth pick and then the Eagles get the 12. And then the Dolphins trade that 2022 first round pick that they got from the 49ers. So really what the Dolphins did, which is a genius move out of, out of them, move back three spaces and they get a third and a, and a first. They get a third this year and a, and a first in 2023. Great. Absolutely great move from them. Uh, because they're still most likely going to get Jamar Chase if that's who they want. And let's say they're trying to target an O-line, they can get Slater at six. Like Amazing move out of Dolphins. Moving back, still getting the player that, you're, that you were targeting, and get an extra first round out of it. Uh, what does that mean for the Philadelphia Eagles moving back to number 12? Well, that means they're not going for quarterback. So Jalen Hurts owners in Dynasty can, can take, a, take a deep breath that's, you know, myself included, a uh, big believer in him. That means that they are going to they're going to fall right around they might be able to get Kyle Pitts. They are probably going to get a Devonta Smith. Uh kind of right around that area. So they're not getting the you know, they're not going to get a Jalen Waddle or anything like that. They're going to get picked too early, no Jamar Chase. Uh but they can get probably towards the end of that tier um, in, in terms of receivers or offensive talent because that's what they need. If they don't get a tight end or a receiver in that number 12 pick, I'm going to be just furious. Uh, last news, last bit of news. This is really important. The NFL officially approved a 17th regular season game for the 2021 season. So there is 18 total weeks of football, which is great for us. Uh, not so much for the players, but they reduced the preseason from four games to three. Bye weeks are still the same. There's no extra bye week. Uh, there's 17 total games of 16. First day of the regular season is going to be September 9th. Last day of the regular season, January 9th. Um, yeah, it just kind of pushes everything back one week. So Super Bowl. That was supposed to be February 6th. It is now February 13th. Everything just moves back one week. And the matchups are a little bit weird. So it takes the record from last year. You get an, N you get an NFC division matching up with an AFC division. So I'm a Vikings fan. I use, uh, I'll just use this for an example. The NFC North obviously made out of the, uh, the Packers, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions. They matched up against the AFC West. How they do these matchups, I don't know. 
Um, maybe it's just a, they draw out of a hat. I have no idea, but they match up with AFC West. So that's the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers, uh, and then the Broncos. Whatever position that you finished in, in that division, determines the matchup on the other, for the other division. That didn't make any sense. So, for example, like I stated, Green Bay Packers finished top of the NFC North. They will be uh, playing the number one team from the AFC West, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's what we get. Number two teams play each other, number three teams, and number four, uh, which leads to some awesome matchups this season. Uh, For example, Rams against the Ravens, Seahawks and Steelers, that's going to be really exciting. Cardinals and Browns is going to be awesome. Awesome. Uh, Bucks and Colts. So another one there as well. I mentioned Packers Chiefs is going to be super fun. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be great. It's going to be interesting to see how the fantasy apps change uh, because logically it should be an extra week of fantasy football. Playoffs would get pushed back another week to, to week 15 instead of 14 in most leagues. So it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be really exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh yeah, it, it, I just can't wait. I can't wait for the season to start. Uh, we are entering draft time, so NFL draft time. So we're getting uh, getting prepared for that. We got a couple episodes about the NFL draft coming out shortly, so please look forward to that. Uh, really appreciate you listening to this episode, kind of catching up on the latest news and notes. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.